welcome, welcome, welcome to the self-medicated podcast for Star Wars Day, May the 4th, 2020. I am your host, The Wayfair, a.k.a. Troy Alim, a.k.a. Young Quinn Quarantino. I am here with the captain of the igloo, a.k.a. Young Popular and Friendly, a.k.a. The Box Hunter. <laughs> um, and we out here. It's the Self-Medicated Podcast, man. It is... Um, Shit, what is this? Episode 15? 14? Yeah, 15? 15. 15. 15. Yeah. yeah, it's lit. We out here. I feel like the pod has been getting better and better. It's been uh, last week we had an excellent episode with uh with a uh, garage dad. <laughs> Gorilla Dad. <laughs> Gorilla Dad. I said garage dad. <laughs> garage dad is a whole nother thing. <laughs> Gorilla Dad, so yeah, we talked about uh toxic femininity and if that was a thing, I think most of our audience, or at least most of our Instagram followers, agreed that it is a thing. Yeah, she was upset about that one. She um, thought it was rigged. It was rigged? She thought it was. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you can't rig. If you're going to rig something, you got to make it a little bit closer. Look at when George Bush won and when uh, <laughs> fucking um, Trump. Trump won. Yeah, it was close. Right? When you rig it, it's going to be close. It's not gonna, you're not going to get washed in a rigging. <laughs> like, that sounds like a sexual term. <laughs> a rigging. Shorty <laughs> tried to rig me, bro. I'm like, she took a righteous rigging on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we had that conversation. I feel like it was a good uh, starting point for a lot of different conversations. Mm. And I appreciated Gorilla Dad's input. Mm-hmm. in that conversation it was very very helpful and it was dope that like at the end of the day we basically all agree mm, yeah from like different angles we agree from different angles of the of looking at the mm-hmm. same shit which i thought was really really cool so yeah that's all i got uh <laughs> i had a moment of like just trying to so it's the quarantines right where we have nothing absolutely fucking nothing to do Right, we're bored. Yeah. As fuck. Like, it's basically go to work, but like you're not going anywhere. So like, mm. work, <laughs> and then home, and mm-hmm. then that's just what it is. What it is. And so, uh, my imagination has been running rampant, and just tying all different types of things together. I found uh, Disney Plus has this, essentially, what's a Simpsons playlist of predictions. Huh. So they have like all the prediction episodes yeah. of The Simpsons and like its own playlist, which is dope. So I've been so looking at yeah, little little yeah. shit like that. Conspiracy theories is something that I'm interested in, and I came up with my very own conspiracy theory. Okay. okay. Do you remember Mitch Gilliam? Do you know who this is? Nah. Mitch Gilliam. Does that name sound familiar? I mean, it's a pretty common name, I guess. I, yeah, I can't say it sounds familiar. Uh, have you ever heard of the movie uh, Head of State? Chris Rock? And Bernie Mac? <laughs> I forgot Bernie Mac was in there. You want to know yeah. what Bernie Mac's character's name was? That's Mitch uh, Gillum. Huh. Okay. What is Mitch Gillum most famous for in that movie? One scene. Nigga, didn't he slap somebody? Yeah, no, not somebody. Somebody's. <laughs> yeah, because he's walking down the train platform, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. He got off the train platform and just start 
He was giving them like that a bus driver that slapped that girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They call it a civil, civil rights slap. Yeah, civil rights <laughs> slap. Oh, shit. It's a litigious slap right here, man. <laughs> God damn. So, all right, so that's Mitch Gilliam, right? So it's fair to say that Mitch is a wild boy, correct? Mm-hmm. Is there any chance that this dark-skinned brother just happens to be related to the other infamous hot boy Gilliam that we know? Andrew? Andrew. <laughs> So Andrew and Mitch are related some kind of way. Huh. They're both politicians. Okay. They're both wild as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, 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 maybe Mitch is the fictional version of Andrew. Perhaps. Hmm. But they're wild and in another different ways. Reality. They are. I've been watching a lot of Rick and Morty too, so I understand that <laughs> parallel dimensions are a thing. So maybe Mitch is Andrew in our dimension. Mm. Hmm. Think about that. I did not think that's where you were going to go with your conspiracy theory. Speaking of conspiracy theory. How did you theory, even come up with that one? Well, what happened was I think that the Mitch Gilliam slapping people on the train platform video popped up on my timeline. Okay. And I didn't remember that his name was Mitch Gilliam. Ah. And once I saw that, I'm like, damn, that's really close to Andrew. (laughs) And then I just started building my own uh, parallels (laughs) after that. Niggas is bored. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Niggas is bored. But that's not the only conspiracy theory that I've been interested in over the last over the last week. I don't know if y'all saw this, but the I guess it's the CIA, one of them alphabet boys. Pentagon, Pentagon. The Pentagon Mm -hmm. uh, declassified a video that we've all probably already seen already. At least those interested in or who have ever been on YouTube before (laughs) (laughs) have seen is some. Some shit where they basically are saying, like, uh, it's a video where these pilots are trying to track this moving object, and it's very difficult to do so, and they don't know what the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, The commentary from the pilots is like, yeah, WTF, all caps. (laughs) (laughs) And this week, the, uh, the Pentagon declassified that video. So basically, that video was a leak, and they just acknowledged, like, yeah, you know what? We had no fucking clue <laughs> we, we still don't know what the fuck that was um and so that sparked a lot of conversations about ufos and 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 all this other shit mm-hmm. uh, which i think it's an interesting conversation because whenever we start talking about these things and once we just like um thinking about how like uh figures of authority have lied to us about certain things mm-hmm. and we discovered that they have lied Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, and right, like you know what I mean. Like, yeah. uh, my question would be, what what impact does the existence of unidentified human life forms have on your day to day life? You listening to this right now? What, it, what, <laughs> what effect does it have on that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If your boss is an alien, <laughs> you feel me? You're still getting your check on. The first and the fifteenth. You feel me? Like what? What does it really mean, and what does it change if we know that this is a thing? And when you start thinking about it like that, I almost have sympathy for the government of like not telling you goofy ass niggas all of this shit that they know about, because y'all niggas can't handle information, bro. Y'all really can't. (laughs) Y'all really can't. 
Well, I mean, we've been told to stay inside right now, and we're already losing our minds after after two months of just <laughs> literally just stay in in the place that you pay the most folks' largest expense. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like to yeah. stay there for a little while, just hold on, hang tight. And we're like, nah, bro. I'm like, nah, bro. <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. Oh no, that's a that's a that's a thing. Do you believe in UFOs? The term itself, yes. You believe in unidentified, but that's because I literally that's semantics. Can be, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I feel like you're basically asking me, do I believe in aliens? No, I actually because how can in, you uh, not believe in that? Okay, do you believe in aliens? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I've never seen proof of aliens. Like, I've never been abducted. Abducted. I've never seeing thing mysterious in the skies I, I don't know it's all just seems I'm pretty sure there are aliens but I don't know if, if we've encountered them yet this is one of those things where it's like it makes sense as a concept mm. but that's all that's as far as I'm willing to go mm-hmm. right like yeah. it makes sense for there to be some other forms of life other than us yeah from somewhere else and I'm okay with accepting that <laughs> like well, I'm, I'm the type of person where I can I can I can just understand that and continue yeah. pushing. Like, I, it's not gonna drive me insane or crazy to know like, oh, what are they thinking? What technology do they? What the fuck do they eat? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I just don't yeah. until it becomes I guess more relevant for me in my in my day to day life. It's hard for me to give a fuck about that type of shit. And shout out to them if they exist. I hope we can learn everything we can learn from them, but. Yeah. Also, I feel like the Pentagon only put out this footage because they know it doesn't conclusively mean anything significant. And it also has already been out. Exactly. No new shit. So basically, they were like, yeah, we don't know what the fuck this is. They probably do, but they're saying they don't. So I'm curious. I don't think anything else is going to come from this. Nothing else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It, it, if they it drop does, a new hot video. Yeah. Now, if this is a rollout for some new shit. Yeah. Cause, and it, it's always videos like these are always. It's never like in 1080 clear, middle of the day. You can see up, up close in detail. There's always something far off or at nighttime where you're using night vision. It's never something you can fully visualize and see it's always something that just looks weird or wonky yeah. and the video quality is never the best if they put out like a 4k video of some shit and just be like listen i ain't i'm not saying i'm just saying mm-hmm. we don't know what the fuck this is <laughs> i mean it could easily be explained by a light trick of you know what i'm saying if they would come out and say that mm-hmm. and just give us some shit to talk about that'd be great That'd be awesome. They could just leak it like they did the other one. The one that's out now. They could just leak it. <laughs> just leak Let's it. leak it. <laughs> I found, like, speaking of aliens and UFOs, I found Bob Lazar's recount of things he experienced in Area 51 more interesting than these video clips. Because this shit sounds crazy. Especially if you watch the documentary and listen to him on Joe Rogan. Yep. Like, and that seems way more convincing than these, like I said, these videos. videos. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Bob Lazar is a kind of genius scientist that was hired by the government to 
help study reverse engineer reverse engineer yes propulsion technology that they the government i guess assumed was from unidentified flying objects moving in ways they couldn't understand so they brought this guy bob lazar on to help try to make sense of the whole thing and this guy bob lazar is um an interesting figure because he's been around all these like mysterious uh places and events and things like that and like has evidence of these things but uh, also a lot of the shit that he's talking about is like just a beyond the imagination of a lot mm-hmm. of us so like he that's what makes him a controversial figure and you know in the last year or so a netflix documentary came out mm-hmm. it was on joe rogan podcast and all this other shit so that kind of that kind of remade it popular and then i guess in typical government fashion, uh, the Pentagon released this video to be like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, <laughs> add some add some kindling to the fire." <laughs> but that's what they need to do. They need to drop a a, a 4K video mm. of some wild shit. Mm. Don't even drop it from the Pentagon. Just leak it. Just leak it. Let some random conspiracy theory forum board, if those still exist, like come out with this shit. Just like y'all did with the one that y'all just gave us. Just do, do it like that. Give us some shit to talk about, at least. It I wonder could be if, some bullshit. It could be a simulation practice y'all made up. Like, just, give, just put it, give it to the streets for the culture. I wonder if they could ever drop some real shit in. And because of the internet, it just not seem like it's made up or doctor. Like, will we just believe it or will we be like, oh, there's some fake shit. No, like, we're always going to, it's always going to be skepticism. Yeah. No matter what. We, it's skepticism on... Bro, we sat here and listened to Donald Trump say, inject disinfectant is something we're looking at <laughs> as a real thing. And yes, he like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's a. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all niggas are stupid. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Let's see. Are there any other conspiracy theories that are popular right now in the quarantines? My favorite conspiracy, personally, because I always just find it interesting whenever I hear people talk about it, because it just happened way before I was born, but also I don't care that much about it, like the significance of it, I don't really see it as too important, but the moon landing, Mm. I always enjoy like (laughs) people breaking down the film, like the wind doesn't work like this on the moon. <laughs> How is the flag waving? There's no yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. That was always been interesting to me, but just from an entertainment standpoint, not from a standpoint where I think there's something going on with it. And if there is, I really don't care. So what's the significance of that to my life? Whether we've been there or not, right? Yeah, yeah. If we don't know shit about the moon, that means nothing to me. Yeah. It doesn't change what I'm going to buy next time I go to the store, and right? The, like, yeah, no. The moon's not that exciting, to be honest. Ain't shit up there. Nobody been it, like, far as aliens and shit. There's nothing interesting happening on the atmosphere, like, when you compare it to, like, a Mars or something like that. It's like, one of those places, like, aliens ain't even go there to check it out. Like, they just like, oh, that shit? Yeah, no. You got no water? You got no life forms? That would be, yeah, no, fuck all that. But it's <laughs> just a, isn't that just weird to think about? The moon is just a structure circling us yeah. like a big ass fucking rock circling us <laughs> fucking gravity is weird man. it's weird bro that's, all that <laughs> shit is weird all that shit is weird um 
Yeah, all right. So there's our conspiracy theory today. <laughs> uh, what else has been going on this week? Um, you know, I feel like because our because we record during the weekend and it comes out on Monday, we're like a day late and a dollar short uh, on the Last Dance responses or like reactions. So the Last oh. Dance is the Michael Jordan shit. I know you're not watching it. Yeah, so I was like, I... Yeah. Uh, whatever you're, you're, it's it's not even about the Bulls and Jordan or none of that it, mm-hmm. for me the dopest part about this is just remembering what the culture was like at the time mm-hmm. so like whether you are a casual basketball fan or like a really intense basketball fan just remembering what the culture was like back then and mm-hmm. how basketball and Jordan himself permeated all types of life at that time mm-hmm. is to me my favorite part about it it's not even about like sucking a jordan dick or nothing like that <laughs> like that's not it's not it's not about that and the fans of jordan and the bulls can do that that it yeah. definitely gives them that but to me the most interesting part about this is all the other shit that was going on like what shit was like in the like mid 90s mm-hmm. <laughs> with jordan doing what he was doing and how that permeated culture throughout like yeah. beyond sports, that's what's super dope to me about this documentary. Mm. Um, in particular, is because it just doesn't focus on sports and basketball. Like, oh, the nuance of the triangle and all that mm. shit. Like, it, it, they bring it up for the for the fan, but it's not totally concentrated on that. So, as a person that hasn't seen it, looking from the outside, it seems like it's just a long form version of a thirty for thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, exactly because usually those are so good it doesn't really matter the subject so maybe i might check it out for somebody like you i would wait until it's all finished yeah so i can just, just watch it through it yeah yeah because yeah, I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna give a fuck about the commentary and discussing the dialogue in between you're gonna be like, oh yeah that was cool or like, oh yeah, like I uh, see what you did there Wait. you're not gonna give a fuck for real you know what i mean sure. it might be a cool viewing experience or yeah. like dope that way but you're not really going to be interested in talking about it i do know if you know some people that know some people you can get that link with all the episodes already i, I saw my barber had like the first eight because i think it's 10 total right yep yeah i know you had the first eight if you know some, the right people you can get that full 10 or you know how to search on the internet my thing is because because of coronavirus i want to watch it as it comes out if it was if it if it if we weren't in this situation, yeah. fuck yeah, I watched them. <laughs> what fuck you niggas? But if, like, if, like yeah, I, we we kind of all in this together. And my sources of entertainment, literally, if listen, man, if anybody knows me, anybody anybody who knows me understands how uh, little entertainment value I find in social media, mm. right? I get. My entertainment comes from Adult Swim after 8, 10 p.m. Yeah. And SportsCenter, ESPN, literally all the other times. Mm. Right? So, um, yeah. No. It, don't, it, don't, it, don't, it doesn't compute that way for me. Okay. I don't know. See, I thought you were going to go because of the social media. That's why you want to watch it. Like whenever whenever they drop, so people can 
if it Watching wasn't for Tweed or whatever. If it wasn't for coronavirus, I would not be experiencing this the same way that everybody else is. Okay. I would have figured out my own way to watch it. Get this content. Yeah. But because of coronavirus, it's forcing me to want to consume it like everybody else. Cuz like what other I have no other way to entertain myself versus in watching idiots talk about shit. That's the thing about social media, is, and I feel grateful that I have this perspective, but like, it, it, when you talk about entertainment, a lot of times things are entertaining that you, uh, that you deem beneath you, right? Hmm. <laughs> a lot of things are entertaining that you feel yeah. or your perspective is above, Right, because it's entertaining that you can laugh like, "Oh, look at this motherfucker doing True. this dumb shit." You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. and then on the very, on like the most basic primal level of that is watching someone hurt themselves. <laughs> right? That's, jackass. That's the, yeah, jackass or like a, a prank show or something mm. like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's such a, it's, it's it's interesting. Creativity in these quarantines, I think, is something that's very interesting to watch right now. Mm. There's few people rising to the cream of the crop of the, mm. these entertainment times. I think a huge shout out goes to Tory Lanez for finessing the... I wonder if he's going to finesse, finesse that oh, the quarantine radio. So, for those who don't know, Tory Lanez started quarantine radio on Instagram, which featured songs, his unique commentary, and a whole lot of ass. <laughs> uh, that made it popular uh, and Tory Lanez got to deal with YouTube to be able to live stream uh, um, the quarantine radios I know about that okay yeah and it's pretty fucking lit so basically he's taking his audience that he built from Instagram to another free platform that everybody can use that may have different capabilities in terms of their song quality, their, or their music quality, or their viewing experience in total. Um, I heard that like you're able to tip him directly, hmm. right, <laughs> from the app as he's live streaming. So it's like dope, dope, dope. Hmm. I actually read an article earlier this week too that Facebook is about to start monetizing folks who go live. There's about well. to be some nigger shit happening on. Oh my god! I, thought, <laughs> I, I watched a car, I watched a police uh, police chase a car accident today, on live. <laughs> on live. On live, nigga. Yes. That wasn't. I saw a, a, a clip of a nigga. How on what? I just comprehended what you said. So it was a police chase. Okay. These Did you know the person? Like, no. Oh okay. I, somebody I knew shared the live video, and I tuned in. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" It was some girls in the car running from the cops, and then the the live ended when they crashed. They crashed. The police was like, yo, get the fuck out of the car. They were pleading, begging, crying, like, we're so sorry, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they must have arrested them or whatever, and then went in the car and picked up the phone, and then pressed in. Yeah. But they, like, crashed on some more shit. It was, it was a whole oh thing. Oh, my God. I, and, I, and, I, and I saw it on live. <laughs> Shit was crazy. That's wild. Shit was crazy. I'm pretty sure the information is going to come out, but I need to hear what happened after this. Money, do you know how interesting... Why were they running? Live chases would be... And also, why... From the driver's perspective inside the car. Yes. Because usually you'll get the police, especially the helicopter joint, 
that would as be the driver. Like, yo, these niggas chasing like, them. To know why they didn't can stop. Can you imagine what was happening when OJ was in the Bronco, nigga? <laughs> you always, as the viewer, want to know why they wouldn't just stop. Right, like, yeah. what's the what? What do you? What's going on mm. where stopping is not an option for you <laughs> in a high speed chase? The, tell me what's going on where you can't stop. Like stopping is an or and all. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. what? What's going on with you? You got a gun or something? <laughs> like I'm pretty sure a gun. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answers yeah. to any of these questions, but it's entertaining. I appreciate it. <laughs> huh. Have you ever seen anything incredible on IG Live? Live? Do y'all remember, it was like maybe two or three years ago when Buddy Ass was, uh, it was some dude that was driving around killing people on IG Live and then he was like on the interstate. A white dude? No, he was a black dude. Hmm. And he was like, a fugitive. It, it just kept Facebook living. Oh he yeah, was at. You remember that shit? Black dude. Yeah. Was it like in Ohio or some I was shit? Say Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, yeah some yeah, shit I like that. that. Yeah. Shit, that nigga, nigga that's compelling content right there. Yeah, I think I he ended up. I think he ended up killing himself on live. Yep, that sounds about right. But like that, you want to talk about compelling content? Niggas would watch that shit. This shit also sounds like something out of Black Mirror. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to get creative with this shit. Just <laughs> know what happened in real time. Man, that's fucking crazy. This whole shit could be a Black Mirror episode, I think. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, combination, the gumbo, if you will, of <laughs> a, uh, a global pandemic... Mm. This age that we're in of technology and politics worldwide, like mm. in all different types of places, it's a unique time for politics, right? Like you got fucking Kim Jong Un faking his death. I was just about to say that. That nigga. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I don't. What, what are they Korea, doing? Bro. What are they doing? This is the greatest rollout of all time for whatever it comes of this. <laughs> they introduced new characters. His his sister is in the yeah, game now. I didn't now. know he had a sister. They uh somebody said this shit is like Avatar. That's shorty from the from the Fire Nation. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Damn, you don't watch Avatar. That's oh cool. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, you're cool. But I mean, yeah, Kim Jong Un and his sister. That it's all it's a whole little story plot. That's a it's just a lot of shit going on over there. And the fact that can't nobody go in there or leave there <laughs> makes it more compelling. Even their media is confused, right? Like, they're like, hold up. Yeah, we, we're pretty sure he was dead, but he's here. It's probably a fucking clone. Not a clone, but a lookalike or some shit. Personator. I mean, even if it is, the reaction of their media is not like we think it may be. If it, if it may be the best clone of all time. Cause they are like that. Sh- that clip could also be not could be old or doctored or some shit. Cause they run the state media. But the same the the what made it real for me is the same people who reported his death mm-hmm. are the same people who just very casually reported him being at this event. Mm. So like, if anybody would know about the actual death piece, it would be the motherfuckers who reported on it because they had the details. 
And if you're the same people who just nonchalantly reporting like, oh yeah, he's actually at this event and just continue to focus on the event itself and not talk about this nigga that you just said, you nigga, you. The fact that they didn't speak more about it tells me that something fishy is going on. Cause like to say someone's dead, then them be spotted somewhere else is either like you got you got the worst source and you just reported some wild <laughs> shit just to get the story out there, which happens a lot. But with state controlled media, that doesn't seem. Or you live smart. in a dictator controlled place where you can't tell the truth. Yeah, that's why I I, I don't know. Either you, this nigga faked his death for us or a uh, impersonator. Because, I don't know. It was worse. If you faked his death, it's just hilarious. Because why? <laughs> why? That nigga didn't want coronavirus. He's like, I want to go to South Korea and chill for a second. <laughs> why are you faking your death? That nigga is in Malibu somewhere. That nigga is in California. Yeah. Hanging out. Where the fuck is Dennis Robin at? Dennis wanted him to come he, he through know the and truth. celebrate. Yeah, he wanted to he come through and celebrate. Yo, this documentary coming out. It's coronavirus. We can't go nowhere. I was going to come to North Korea. I know what shit, happened. Nigga, you might as well just... I just figured that I know what here. happened. I know what, what happened. happened. <laughs> nigga started watching The Last Dance. He's like, this shit is enthralling. I don't got time to be running this goddamn country. I'm fake my motherfucking death so I can... Binge watch this shit. Hey, I think yo, Dennis, you trying to chill on right. my show? Damn. He's like, let me order all the Hennessy and just watch this shit. Yeah, tell Carmen to come He's through. Like, let me. Tell Carmen and Madonna. <laughs> just come through. Just slide. Yeah, that's what it was. They ain't man. doing nothing. You want to watch The Last Dance uninterrupted. Right. <laughs> uninterrupted. Uninterrupted Last Dance collab. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Does this definitely put to put to rest uh, any conversations about LeBron being a goat? Mm, but no, <laughs> niggas are always going to debate it. But what I from what I've been hearing, people talk about. Of what what I've always heard people talk about is like Jordan's mentality being something that makes him better than everybody. As far as like I think it was a clip that came out where. Jordan was talking about having some injury. I think it was a foot injury. He was talking to the doctor, and, and the doctor was like, you know, he's like, can I play? Asking the doctor, can he play on it? He was like, uh, it's probably not advised to do that. He was like, you know, what are my chances of, like, re-injuring myself? Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, you're probably at, like, 10%. He was like, so I have a 90% chance that I won't. He was like, yeah, but you know, we advise you know take time off, recover, recuperate. Right. He's like, nah, I'm gonna play. Fuck it. It's yeah. a ninety percent chance I'll be all right. I like those odds. Yeah, just the, that level of competitiveness um, is what makes people say Jordan stand out outside of like stats and accolades. Just that mentality. But to me, that's the mentality of a psychopath. Do you know any great non-psychopaths? Can you name any? If we. Well, I think by them not being great reduces me being able to know who they are. My point is <laughs> so yeah. It's kind of my point. Yeah. In but, order to be a psychopath, you kind of got to be a little bit off. I mean, in order to be great, you you kind of be you kind of it's, it's got to be something wrong. Well, I feel like Kobe, Kobe <laughs> had that same level of competitiveness, but I don't think he was a psychopath. You don't think so? 
Because look at Kobe post-NBA and Jordan post-NBA. Jordan is still seen as a psychopath and super competitive, whereas Kobe became more of a... He realized he wasn't in his children's lives as much as he wanted to, became more of a father figure, found things outside of competitiveness to kind of get into the art world, in particular like documentary video and stuff like that. Whereas Jordan, you still hear stories about him just being petty and competitive. You can tell he hasn't changed or grown. The difference between, in this sense, uh, between Kobe and MJ to me is that Michael Jordan is the most competitive human being on the planet Earth when it comes to basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think he's just regular competitive, like maybe above average competitive when it comes to everything else, but like specifically basketball, he can't let certain shit go about basketball specifically at all it's everything though man like yeah but you don't you don't hear jordan commenting uh, uh providing commentary on the pool stories right you hear him providing yeah. commentary extra shit about basketball things but all these other like um stories about how competitive he don't really add or detract from that really really directly mm-hmm. okay um Kobe is competitive at every single thing that he does. He has to be recognized as the top, a cream of the crop in everything he does. Mm-hmm. In terms of, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a children's, what was it, a short film? He did a dear basketball. Win the Oscar. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna coach women's basketball. Okay, every, I'm, I'm one of the greatest basketball players to ever live. Everybody expects me to be involved in coaching. How am I gonna do that? I'm gonna coach women's basketball. Matter of yeah. fact, I'm going to turn my daughter into the baby mama. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm about to make the WNBA relevant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's competitive in to that extent in everything where I feel like Jordan is just competitive to that extent to, but in I, basketball. I would argue that Jordan's just not as good as those other things as Kobe was. Because this nigga tried baseball. He was all right. He tried managing the goddamn basketball team. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> like, you got a shoe company. It's doing amazing, but that that's not of his own creating per se. It's not necessarily ran by him. I think he's like a figurehead. Yes, you're right. But the genesis of the Jordan brand was definitely all his business mind, and that's where I think that a lot of credit doesn't go to Jordan. Mm. Is because a lot of those decisions about fuck it, I'm going to take the fine and wear these bitches anyway. Yeah. Right? A lot of the decisions about the design and the marketing of the shoes themselves at the beginning was a lot of Jordan. And so for me, I, I give him a lot of credit for the beginning of that shit. At a certain point, obviously, he was not as involved yeah. and you know, was able to uh, kind of, I guess, contract that creativity out. But early on to establish the brand itself yeah. a lot of those decisions were his and he had to buck against nike and all of them them niggas was not going for and the nba wasn't going to book nobody was going for what he was trying to do with the shoe game have you read the book shoe dog mm. it's about the um like the genesis and kind of where it's gotten to the current day as far as like nike as a brand okay um it talks about Phil Knight. Yeah, I know Phil. I know about Phil Knight. Who? Um, shout out to Phil. <laughs> shout out to Phil. 
like reading the book and hearing hearing his perspective as far as like how he had to struggle and develop it from Blue Ribbon Sports to Nike and like some of the things they did as far as like with athletes and things like that. I don't know if I would give Jordan as much credit for that. Jordan becoming a thing outside of his gameplay, mm. as far as the marketing and picking the shoes with Tinker Hatfield, like shoe design. That's all Tinker Hatfield. I don't think Jordan had much to say with it into it as much as like later athletes had, as far as like Kobe with the high ankle shoes and the low ankle shoes and LeBron's input on like technology as far as like air in the shoe. Like, cause, yeah, cause I guess to me it'd kind of be like Tom Brady on the Patriots. Like, yeah, you're Fuck great, Tom but Brady. like <laughs> you're on the He's best team great. ever, ran by one of the best minds and shoes. So like, I don't know how much credit I can give you for your greatness. Like, you're still great, but like you're in an ideal situation. Maybe so it, what maybe that's what like? greatness is: is like, the combination of your mm. ability, your talent, which your, your passion, and what you bring into it. Um, and that and the combination and uh, that and timing mm-hmm. right <laughs> like True. Yeah. what I think this quarantine is actually revealing to a lot of people who are on quote unquote is that it's a lot of you motherfuckers <laughs> right like it's a lot of you people that could have given the right circumstances have been great been awesome been a mm-hmm. low key legend because well, and and we got to be careful because we have to separate the people who are innovative and creative to an elite level mm-hmm. and create like I'm talking about that commute, that pool of people. I'm not talking about you regular niggas. Yeah. I'm not talking to y'all, y'all not in this conversation. I'm talking about <laughs> the huge pool of extremely talented individuals yeah. and the very minuscule number of them who get an opportunity to showcase their talents mm-hmm. to the world on a really broad scale. Uh, this quarantine is showing a lot of you niggas who have gotten a chance just got a chance. Y'all wasn't extreme like that much more supremely talented than any other anybody else or anybody who didn't get a chance. Yeah. And so that's why I think the cream is kind of rising to the top in this yeah. quarantine is because like you really supremely talented and creative people mm. are going to be the ones who carry this 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 art any art forward. Mm. Especially at times like this. That's that, that's how I feel. That's my thought. Are there any names you think of as far as people that had the shot but didn't really cash in on it that, like in these quarantines? You know, I think a lot of that remains to be seen. Okay. Because I think a lot of, yeah, at this point, a lot of people are just now coming to terms with the fact that, like, you know, I think a lot of people were just cool with like, yo, I'm about to just chill for, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a relax, I'm going to lay low for two months, I'm going to mm-hmm. just, you know what I'm saying, reset, regather, everything is shut down anyway, I'm going to just take this time, mm-hmm. these little 60 days for myself. Mm-hmm. But those 60 days are up now, mm-hmm. right? Like now people are having to deal with who they are as people and who they have in their lives <laughs> really intimately. Yeah. And the, the whole... Um, you know, crux for people to even get passionate about becoming entertainers or in this industry in the first place is it's, it's something that sparks that, right? Yeah, yeah. And when you don't have something that pushes that spark so long, if you don't have any gasoline feeding that fire mm-hmm. for so long and now everything just stops and you don't have to do it anymore, then what's going to happen is, you know, these are ashes right now. Everything's been burnt down. What mm-hmm. comes out of those ashes is the shit that's going to figure out 
nutrients from that shit, <laughs> right? And so, like, the entertainers who have been around and have been dope and that we consider as legends who are able to finesse these times now, mm-hmm. we can merge for it. Like, yo, yes. <laughs> like, that, that's the shit. <laughs> People that kind of just disappear and fall off because things are not normal anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, y'all not Ralph. Y'all, y'all... Beverly Hills Polo. You know what I'm saying? Y'all not, it's not the same. It's just not the same. Um, it's just not it's just not the same. And it's kind of revealing that, I think, mm-hmm. for me, for a lot of people. Hmm. Um, and so I say all that to say when we come on the other side of this and things start to be a quote unquote more like normal that we experience, which is also interesting because we're in a generation now where normal can be adjusted. Yeah. So like whatever we talk about to our kids with like we don't got no kids they don't know nothing about this at all so like whatever they grow up in is going to be normal to the blah blah Mm. um yeah that that was a whole tangential point and i forgot my main point but i don't know the the creatives though the real creatives the elite the cream of the crop is always going to rise to the top that's that's just how it feels so shout out to people like tory lane shout out to people like d nice shout out to people who are like the Vert Timbal and the Swiss. Like shout out mm. to people who are leveraging these opportunities into some shit that is going to be long lasting, man. I always feel like that's the root of uh old money. <laughs> <laughs> old money is something that fascinates me. I You I, know old money don't exist without being illegal. There's no such thing as old money legal old money. Mm. Give me an example. <sighs> You're right. All old money <laughs> came yeah. about in a shiesty way. Like bankers. All of it. Like Carnegie. <laughs> like how you acquired all the steel shit. Yeah. You want to know what the real American dream is? Crime. The real American dream is being able to figure out how to finesse a system that exists. Mm-hmm. Because motherfuckers feel like, yo, I have designed the, the greatest concept, the greatest... Uh, structure that can be if you can finesse this shit I gotta give it up to you I gotta reward you for this shit cause I believe I have so much confidence in you know what I'm saying the way that this shit is able to identify the merits <laughs> of people mm-hmm. that if you can finesse this shit I ain't gonna do shit but reward you bro that's America that's, that's literally what America is Unless if you can black. figure out well even if well, that, <laughs> look at all the successful black people like that's, real successful black people they also figured that out they figured out how to be black yeah. how to finesse the system how to profit off some shit and then how to flip it and turn it legit all of it's not a lot of them though jay-z kanye west mm-hmm. dr dre diddy those are four of the most the richest black people i know well you got oprah Tyler Perry. And, I mean, we can keep going. Like, none of those people are like the richest black people in the world, though. They're the most well-known, though. Yeah, but and the not... And the richest black people in the world, mm-hmm. we don't know shit about them. I mean, there's a few of them. It's the bro- I can't... I'm terrible with names, but you got the brother in Nigeria that does, like, oil and all that shit. And you got the dude, uh, Robert... Let's start with Fuck. oil, buddy. That's you, in... you telling me that's a clean business? That shit started from a fucking cement business, bro. <laughs> to so you're him, telling me that it's just organically has grown naturally from cement to oil and, and... Listening to him speak and talk about I watched maybe like a 
30 minute, a couple of 30 minute interviews with him. Okay. He was able to take advantage of the situation where like he was in a developing nation because he was in a developing nation, he could get on the ground floor of a lot of a lot of things because they're like just creating the infrastructure for it. So that's why I submit <clears throat> business would flourish when people are starting to like start wanting to design these cities and build these giant skyscrapers and sidewalks and things like that. And then because of him having foresight, he's able to like, oh okay, well we're gonna need to get into the oil because this is gonna be important because we don't really have the infrastructure for this, so now we're going to start doing mining and shit like that when you get into this. We're, More of a visionary. Day. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and just really because of the time he was born and where he was at, he was able to take advantage of that. So Okay. And the guy, Robert, ah, oh, fuck. I think he used to work at Goldman Sachs, and he was, like, just killing shit there. And because he was killing it so well, he was able to go off and kind of create his own hedge fund, which made him a billionaire. Mm. But you listen to the brother talk, very smart, very wise, very calculating. That being said, they probably have done things that are illegal, but none of it's like, ex- Obviously yeah, yeah, because it's not kind of what you said. It's probably rewarded because they've done it within that system everybody else has. So, and also that. they're black, so they don't necessarily have the leeway to just be braggadocious about the illegal shit or, that they've yeah, been doing. Yeah, be with. like too crazy with it. Exactly. Yeah, because the niggas will use that against them and try like, to take their we shit. We found out within the last year that a boat owned by Chase Bank <laughs> was moving cocaine. <laughs> within the last, this ain't no old shit that was mm. tied to. Mm. No, 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 no. <laughs> we know straight up. That JP and them <laughs> was moving cocalinas through the states. We know yeah. that for a fact. And they're so huge now that we can't give a fuck about that. Because mm. if we did, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, So that's what I'm saying. I feel, I feel like that some of the folks that you're mentioning may, be, may have finessed so well mm. that they're in a position where none of that... None of that shit matters for real, for real. What yeah. they did illegally to be in these positions don't matter no more because they're so huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's that, that's why somebody like a freeway Ricky Ross, right, is yeah. not the richest, one of the richest True. black men in yeah. America. It's because of shit like that. <laughs> that yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because otherwise he should be. I mean, mm. the government was helping him. Which is crazy, man. <laughs> I, I'm always wondered about him. Like, how did he lose all that money? Like, the, when you hear him talk about how much money he was making on a day, I think this brother said he was making damn near a million a day. You think he lost all that money, bro? Yeah, because he got arrested. You think he, so? You he think he got he, arrested for? He said he was helping his friend, but like. If you got that many millions, just get this nigga some money. Why are you risking your shit trying to hook him up with a connect? Uh, I don't believe that story. You think there's some other shit going on? I think there's some other shit going on. Okay. I cannot believe that this guy who got away with all of this yeah. shit for this long got caught up on some bullshit like that. It's, it's, it, it's the same thing just like Al Capone. Y'all got this thing on taxi. That's that you had to resort to taxi. All yeah. the shit that we know for sure that mm-hmm. he was out here doing, and y'all couldn't get him on that for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, you had to get him on some bullshit. <laughs> Speaking of Al Capone, did you see the, uh, the trailer for the movie he has coming out with him being played by Tom Hardy? Oh, shit. No. Yeah, it's basically... That sounds good. It, I believe it takes place in Florida, in particular Miami. Mm. And it kind of talks about, like, what happened towards the end of his life. Like, the cat and mouse cool. game between him and the, uh, and the FBI, FBI and, like, I guess at some points they thought he was faking having syphilis and then playing, like, kind of the crazy role so yeah. he can get his shit off without being suspected of getting his shit off. Right, right, So right. that looks like it's going to be a pretty good one. I can when see is that. that coming out? Do you know? I think this year. But who knows now with you know, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. I want to go back a little bit about why I asked the, what are, who are some people you think aren't taking advantage or kind of fizzing out in these quarantines because I think that Drake I brought that up to get to <laughs> I think that Drake is, is not doing too good he's fizzling out yeah he's striking out I don't know if he's fizzling out but the moves he's been making lately have been striking out Whatever the fuck is going on between him and Future, I don't know what that's about. Uh, I know you have your conspiracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go check out Same Girl 2020 episode if you want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn, I feel like and he's doing shit that's below him, and like the shit he's dropping is not hitting like it usually hits with a Drake. Like for instance, um, the Tootsie Slide. That's that's. Or Tootsie Roll, whatever the fuck it's called. The Tootsie Roll. <laughs> that, that is that's below him. I get the idea of the marketing and why you would release that as far as like TikTok and getting those numbers, but like the reason uh whatever the song, Kiki, are you with me? Yeah. The reason one of that it hit so hard is because it had the organic uh what's what's the brother's name? Um Shiggy. Shiggy made the dance for it and made it popular off of that. Right. It wasn't like something he created. That's why I don't think it's it's doing numbers because it's Drake, but like it doesn't have that cultural impact where people are gonna look back and be like, "Oh man, remember the Tootsie Slide?" Nobody, I don't know. Then like this album. Keep in mind, I gave it one listen, but like it had like three songs on there I fucked with. I know he's gonna be like, "Oh, this is not an album. I'm tired of this nigga doing that shit." <laughs> like is. I don't. He's gonna say there are demos or something. The album's probably still coming on later this year, or but like them shits don't be hidden. So of course you're not gonna say it's an album because that's just gonna go more into the Drake not really having any classics, which I think he does uh, so far gone. But like other than that, I don't know if I would say he has another classic because he doesn't really make albums to me in the way a J. Cole or a Kendrick does. He just, like, puts good songs together. Right. Like, whatever yeah. good songs he has, he'll put them on an the album, but it doesn't seem like to flow conceptually to me like a Good Kid, Mad City, or have right. a concept right. like Good Kid, Mad City. If Drake were to make a concept album, I think that would be far more interesting than him trying to make an album full of bangers, but because Drake is who he is, he can't not make an album full of bangers because then people are going to criticize him for not having bangers. Right. But he... I feel like he doesn't really get that critical acclaim for making great albums, though. He just gets it for good songs. Yeah. Um, look at his, look at his mentor, Lil Wayne. <laughs> Lil Wayne don't put together like comprehensive albums or having at least. He don't even put like, comprehensive verses out. For real. Sometimes. So like, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's just the the, mm. the cloth that he's cut from, and and that's just it. Don't matter to him that way. Um, mm. Okay. 
maybe 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 that's a thing uh i agree with you he don't really make like comprehensive albums like these other niggas but i also think that you know the things that drake does i feel like are literally just innovative blueprint things Mm. this nigga literally just went back to putting a mixtape out before his album that's all he did Mm. (laughs) it's super it's not complicated at all and what he did was the the way that he uh the like veiled it is putting his big number one on that shit Mm. the 2c slide Mm -hmm. right some shit that he don't really give a fuck if it was a regular thing then he would have put that on the album itself right Mm -hmm. that comes out in the summer that shit would have been on the album and and it just would have been like a hotline bling that carries the album you know what i mean but he didn't do that get that out as a lucy he also just repackaged edited that mixed down and (laughs) repackaged and put on the dsp all the leaks that he had that's all that he did he ain't do shit but put a mixtape out right just like the shit that we used to fuck with (laughs) so he's not doing nothing new he's just packaging it differently i think and because it's the coronavirus, because it's quarantine, now is the time to experiment and play with shit, right? Now, what you can do with a mixtape is, all right, I got six different types of songs on here. Mm-hmm. Let me give you three of each of those and see what y'all think. So now, all of those songs that's like kind of on the cuff on my album, I know which ones to to boom and which ones to bend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe that's what he's doing. We also got to put a lens of all the creativity that's reaching us yeah. right now of the coronavirus. Like, niggas mm. is not doing the regular shit they normally would have done without this shit. I, f- I feel like this would be the perfect time for him to stray from the usual super strategic Drake path. Because, like, he's so calculated I feel like he, he loses some of the artistry behind his music because he can't really experiment per se. Like, when he experiments, it's usually him jumping on somebody else's shit. It's not him creating his own shit. Or, like, he'll go to these people and kind of take their sound and feature them on the song, but it's not, it doesn't seem organic per se. Like, it's one of the things I appreciate about, like, a Kendrick or a J. Cole, like, there's not a lot of strategy behind when they make albums. They just want to make good music that yeah. flows that, you know, people appreciate. Where I think because Drake is stuck on, like, having this 10-year run, he can't really make any missteps or take mm. risk. So I feel like that kind of takes away from, from his greatness. And I feel like looking back, you're like, yeah, he had a hell of a run. But kind of like what people say now, he doesn't really have any classic albums or he never really took any risk. Like... He had classic songs, though. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, classic like songs. Like, the era of the album may just be over. But it's not. How do you know that? Because What was the last people, great album that you listened to? Uh, well, the most recent is that Lev and Cali, but uh, <laughs> as far as, like... Wait, that's on legendary status for you? I thought you said the, like, great album. Okay, legendary, legendary. Great to legendary, I think okay. those are Okay, great to legendary. I haven't heard a great album in at least a year. A great album mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a minimum a year. So what would be your criteria for legendary? Because in my mind, I'm thinking critically acclaimed, but that might not necessarily be it. 
Criti- I think I think I think it's a balance of critically acclaimed and based on our music taste. If we mm. fuck with it, like the combination yeah. of those two. Okay, so in a minute. I guess for legendary, maybe my criteria would be critically acclaimed and impact. Oh, so then if that's your criteria, it's been even longer then. Yeah, and Drake wouldn't have any. He wouldn't have anything critically any acclaimed. Albums, legendary albums, no. Legendary yeah. songs. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think the most recent one might have been uh, this might be my me being a whole Avenger, but uh, was uh, 444, where I feel like you got yep. to see how artists that are because Jay Z is old as fuck, he's yeah. 50. How yeah, artists yeah. that are that age still rapping can do it, be true to themselves, and still make content that's significant, that has an impact, and that people want to hear from him. Like, if Jay-Z was rapping about fucking bitches and nobody would give a fuck and nobody would believe it, like, nigga, you're married with three kids. Like, what? That's why nobody (laughs) liked Funeral from Lil Wayne. Exactly. Nobody want to hear that shit. Yeah, see, there's certain artists, I'm, I'm waiting for them to mature and, like, start speaking about things that are, like, relevant to their current life. You also got to think about the whole kind of adult contemporary rap that uh, genre that Jay-Z spawned with 444. You got to remember, Jeezy dropped, T.I. dropped, like all these old school ass mm-hmm. niggas dropped right after 444 on some grown man rap shit. True. Jim Jones, Cam, like all these niggas, right? Like there's a bunch of legendary rap niggas that we fuck with that just drop shit that was mature mm-hmm. after 444 and I, that's why I agree with you that was probably the last mm-hmm. combination of critically acclaimed uh, culture altering yeah. type album Take Care maybe Drake's only one that's that's like that Carter 3 maybe the, mm. the last one the Lil Wayne's like that <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. Well, I would and maybe we're biased because of the age we're in, but mm-hmm. ain't nothing since 09 hit like this. <laughs> right? Like, ain't nothing since 2010 deserves to really be in this conversation that we're talking about. In my personal opinion, I, it's been a minute since I done heard some shit that could, like, be in this conversation. Maybe some J. Cole shit, maybe Damn, maybe, uh, you know what I'm uh, saying? The, the Butterfly. Shit. Yeah, yeah. How to Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. Those things are, like, kind of on the cusp of this conversation, yeah. but, like, those right. came out so long ago. So long. As far as like timelines and hip hop. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of wild. Shit is, shit is yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who do you think has the potential to create the next album that have fallen to that? Um, it's going to have to be somebody from the class of 09. <laughs> Um, so we're talking about like a, um, like a whiz, mm. currency, big crit hmm. type of era, right? Big Sean yeah. uh, type era. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 from that generation, I think it's going to have to be the next one. Maybe mm. it's Sean. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it is Sean. He's, his last few albums were really good. And he's that type of nigga that's innovative, obviously, mm-hmm. right? And he's been working, I feel like, for a minute on this whatever project he's about to drop. Yeah. Maybe um, it's Sean. Maybe, I mean, 
you know, you obviously you can't disrespect the people like uh, Fabio, right? Like they're pushing the culture forward too. No, I I I, I fucks with I, I fucks with the Fabio woo. Foreign. Yeah, no, I fucks with the woo in terms of very specifically how they're pushing culture forward, like the mm-hmm. Americanized grime rap. I think it's going to have some seeds later on. That's going to be very, 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 very dope. So I fuck mm. with them, but they're not about to release no classic Mm-mm. culture changing, critically acclaimed shit Mm-mm. right now. I don't think. I think Sean, whatever, whenever Kendrick drop, might probably do that. Mm. Um, you know, that's, <laughs> we're not. It's not. It's not too many people that we can rely on for that type of shit. Gotta be some new numbers. I know one. Chance. Um, as far as like critical acclaim and cultural impact, Chance with. Uh, he, got, he has the opportunity. His. his uh, I guess it's not his last album, but the one before that. Uh, Color and Book. Yeah, that one probably. That was hit, good. Yeah. That was good. If he could do yeah. some. Which made his album album seem like trash. Yeah, that was some mids. He's. I'm surprised I'm not seeing more from him as far as like content. Oh, he dances now. He's a TikTok I was about to say, this, he's a dancing nigga. Well, that's what he is now. He don't make <laughs> music no more. He dances. He be on TikTok heavy. And thriller or whatever the thriller, whatever that shit is. He be on that shit heavy. All his, um, if you, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but all his posts are people doing the dances to his songs. You know, that's pretty much what he does. Now. And I don't blame him. He a dad. He don't got the energy to be... The nigga like 26. You got the pressure of an entire city, a kid, the church on you. Well, <laughs> that's, that's, I feel like since his last album kind of flopped, the church. All of that shit, bro. It's a lot, it's a since lot his of last pressure. album flopped, he has more time and more leeway with his next project. Because our expectations what, have dipped. I'm going to tell you what, Ch- what Chance should have did. He should have took the opportunity when he was supporting Amara for mayor. Okay. He should have dropped that Kanye joint album. Mm. The, uh, uh, good ass job. He should have mm. dropped that then. Yeah. Made it a classic. And then then did the dancing shit. He, that album right there, that opportunity with what was going on in Chicago at the time, mm-hmm. the, the um, just the activist, just leaning into the social justice movement at that time, mm. and then being the person that bridges that movement and the hometown hero Kanye West based on what the fuck Kanye was going through at that time, and then putting out some dope music, that would have been the ultimate glue. Yeah. That was the ultimate time and moment for him specifically, Chance, to be able to do that. Also, that album That's what doesn't I think. exist. You're not fucking with the album. But it I'm was saying. It's never coming out. <laughs> that, but, but I see what you're saying, yes. That would have been the time for some for some, for some, some Jesus Walks mixed yeah. with some, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That would that was the moment right there. We could have had a uh, uh, someone other than Lori. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We could have, it would that would have been a fucking moment right there. Yeah. And it would have been, it, it, it could have been, it could have literally, that's the type of scene. When, when you talk, when artists talk about putting their city on the map, mm. that's the type of shit they're talking about. Making mm. the local politics of Chicago 
national conversation, <laughs> right? National, a uh, national true. media story. Yeah. That's what motherfuckers mean by putting your your city on the map, right? Like we don't. Can you name how many mayors or aldermen or councilmen of boroughs in New York? Can you name right now? You got De Blasio. You got Cuomo. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? And uh, nah, she's in like the center of the house. AOC. Yeah. You got all of them, but like. And this was a moment, an opportunity for Chance to do that for Chicago and like mm. put that on the map yeah. and expose so much of the other shit that he's been trying so hard to expose, like the corruption of CPS. Mm. He keep giving money to them niggas and they keep ending up broke. He like, nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's another opportunity. He would have yeah. had a bigger uh, megaphone behind that yeah. if, if he would have leveraged this opportunity. And I don't know, man. I feel like there's a lot of opportunities and situations in history that we can look back and have 2020 True. hindsight on and be like, yo, yeah. if you would have did, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever. And, and and that's what makes the great so great, great is that they actually did that shit. But, True. you know, reflecting upon the times, a good-ass job with a heavy influence on from Kanye West mm. when Amara was running for mayor of Chicago, that mm. would have rang off so crazy, bro. Mm. That would have been a generational type thing. But to be honest with you, instead of having that album, I'm glad to have these Lori Lightfoot memes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, of course. If we're going to take a step back, probably, then yeah, I, probably I prefer this. Providing me more entertainment from a comical standpoint than any Chance Rapper moment or album. Did she put a video out recently? Yeah, she was, uh, it was a TikTok video. Oh, she's on TikTok. Lori's on <laughs> this TikTok. This her first TikTok video. <laughs> Dancing like an old nigga. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shout out to Lori, man. Shout out to Lori. So in the current times, the, the people are trying to obviously entertain themselves. Somebody in Chicago, out west, mm. to be clear, threw a huge <laughs> us party in the city of Chicago. Yep. And obviously Lori was mad. But like, yeah. I feel like the culture was all right with it. Mm. For the most part. Really? I did. Okay. I mean, a lot of the feedback that I saw was like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> like, a lot of people are in that mindset right yeah. now, man. They're in the kind of fuck it mindset. They're like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Try like, it. You can have that mindset, but still protect yourself. And from the pictures I've seen, Nobody them was niggas was protecting themselves. themselves. Yeah. No, that's true. Because, um, shout out to the garage dad, aka the gorilla dad. <laughs> she sent me an article that's <laughs> something to talk about as far as this particular thing. And, like, in the article, they were interviewing, I guess, the person that posted it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, a young black girl, I think she was like 26 or something. So, not super young, but old enough to know better, yep. in my opinion. And, like, just hearing some of the things and how she responded in the interview led me to believe like there's like it was less it was some fuck it I'm one I want to get out the house and do this and also like some aspect of like not really knowing or understanding the significance of the current situation we're in and how it could impact people and herself so like mm. they were asking her like um you know do you know most of the cases as far as being reported in deaths of corona are black people? She's like, oh, no, I, I didn't hear that. I didn't know about that. Mm. And, you know, they were asking, like, you know, why would you go to the party? You know, I'm tired of being in the house. I need to get out. I got, I can't remember if she had two or three kids. And, you know, I just needed some Shit. time out the house. 
She over there living like Malik. Malik caught a straight. Yeah, he ain't gonna listen to it anyways. Too busy taking care of them kids. But her mindset was like, yeah, um, you know, I didn't think it was that bad, and you know. God is on my side, so I'm not worried about it. I'm like, nigga. Wow. <laughs> like, and, you know, she was like, a lot of people I know had that same mindset as far as, like, we don't think it's that bad, and, you know, God will protect us from anything, so we're supposed to go out and have our good time. Like, I don't know if God wants you out drinking or smoking in somebody's house. I, I, I'm not an authority on what God wants you to do, so I can't right. really say that. But just that type of thinking led me to believe that there is some educational deficits and either how people are getting this news or how it's presented to them as far as like this is what's happening you need to know this and then them believing it because black people inherently have suspicion of authority and or any kind of government (laughs) agency trying to tell you what you what you need to do with your life and um yeah so i could see kind of both sides of that but like if I saw more people with masks and just three people with masks, I would be a little less concerned and like at least they took precautions. But niggas was wild and then like there was too many people in there. They were all packed. I saw three people with masks and like I know niggas is touching doorknobs, coughing, like in the bathroom. Exactly. Yeah. But even within washing your hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's so wild. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't you know, know they said that uh Buddy's mom is a first responder to him. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Uh-uh. She probably so ready like, to kill that nigga. Well, I mean, beyond all that, even if nothing else, even if they don't add those people whose residence it was, ah, she might have brought some shit She may in. have got some shit in her crib that now mm-hmm. all these people are now spreading back to where they came from. Mm-hmm. That's the type of shit that people don't really, like, you forget about with a, with a pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's not just you being exposed. Yeah. Hey, you may be all right, but, like, all of the people that you interact with may not be. Yeah. That's the that's the difficult thing to remember about this is like <laughs> I mean I know some people that was like, yo, we need to all as a group go to somebody's crib for Mother's Day. I'm like, nigga, I'm not even worried about me in this situation, but this is an older person. Why would we all from mm-hmm. the different places that mm-hmm. we're coming to congregate on this one person mm-hmm. for Mother's Day? Like, are y'all that they, that that shit just don't make no sense. Facts, and they were like, yeah. oh, well, we ain't been nowhere but the grocery store. Yeah, they haven't been anywhere because yeah. of this shit is too yeah. risky. Yeah. So now we're just going to say fuck all of the protections that you have been providing for yourself over this time. We're just going to bring this shit to your doorstep. That yeah. don't make no sense. <laughs> like yeah. that. I agree. Like, yeah, no, nah, that, that shit don't make no sense, man. <laughs> I'm always the type of person that go with common sense first because I don't know a lot of shit. Honestly, I, don't, I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know a whole yeah. bunch of shit. I mean, I, I feel like I've had some experiences in my life that, you know what I'm saying, have just been wild and I've learned some dope shit about it. But at the same time, all of that really has just taught me that I don't know a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All I know is what I've been through, what I've seen, and what I've deduced. That's yeah. it. And my, my scope of reality is very limited. In, in in comparison to the entire universe, so like yeah, nah. yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm good with just sitting in the crib because I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I just yeah. I just don't know, and I'm not gonna act like I do. 
What I do know is if don't nobody talk to me, ain't nobody around me, if I don't go nowhere, yeah. I'm going to be good. That's what I do know. So let me just start with that. And then any risk I take from there, I'm just going to put myself at risk. Mm. And and that's just going to be what it is. I'm not going to be the type of person that's just going to go to the store and then go drop something off to my grandma. No. Yeah. Not doing that. Not me. <laughs> You're just not going to convince me to do it. And you're not going to guilt trip me into doing it either, Grandma. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Like, Everybody, your family catching strays. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> don't nah, be toxic, Grandma. Shit, yeah, nah, yeah, don't be toxic, Grandma. <laughs> uh, this shit is deeper than that, man. It, it, it's a little bit... I just have a, a perspective of, like, I'm not going to be the one that contributes to your your detriment. You know? uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Nah. And if and if everything ends up just being all right, well, cool. Mm. <laughs> I'd rather that be the outcome. Fuck it. All right, let's see. What else? Is there anything else we need to cover? Have I missed anything? Anything important? We talked about the last dance. I, I, oh, the IG battle that we had last weekend that I definitely did not lose. Mm. But some people think it's controversy. It's not. It's not controversial at all. It's a little just ridiculous, honestly. So we did. That's ridiculous. Uh, Niggas lose somebody's ridiculous. <laughs> That's a conspiracy. Do? It is. It is. Uh, what do we do? Future? No, we did. What was last week? 2000. 2009 to 2020. Mm-hmm. 20 for 20 song battles. And somehow I lost. Now, I, I'm going to post the. Uh, we should post the, the songs. Yeah, or if, like de- round for de- round. You definitely should do that one because that seems like a lot of work, and you know, I gotta edit. So I'm not, no, 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 no I got you. you I got you. It's a picture. Uh, I got a picture. <laughs> that a picture? That I could just okay, post. Yeah, just post yeah, that. Just, yeah. yeah. And I want to hear from y'all who won, but I don't think I won. And uh, an uncomfortable you, amount of people said that I lost. And it's it's no funny fucking you just way. had a forty and slip and said I don't think I won. I don't think I lost. Mm. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't think I lost. Very telling. But a surprising number of people <laughs> said that I lost. And <laughs> now, granted, that number of people is two. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> that number of people. That, to me, based on the chat, that was a surprising number. That was a surprising number of people, yeah. but two. And you happen to be a judge, and you yeah. were one of the people who said I lost. Which was absolutely lost by one point, basically. Well, not even because you actually had me winning nine to eight with three ties. Mm. So therefore, you gave it to the other person based on the ties. I also noticed that on your scorecard. Yeah. So should have picked harder songs. I don't know to tell you. The songs I picked. I. I, 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 Anyways. Mm. Yeah. So we're gonna (laughs) post. We're gonna post the. We're gonna post that. Let y'all decide. Let y'all decide. He's just gonna tell you y'all wrong anyways, but I mean, nah. If, if, if I have to listen to the eighty some percent of people who say that there's a such thing as toxic femininity, if y'all tell me I lost, I will humbly accept. Wow. It. Okay. I will. Um, but we're also talking about some other versus battles. Obviously, uh, Joe Scott and Erica Badu mm-hmm. is coming out on the on the versus tip. I'm very excited about knife. that. Yeah, or, on, the, on the night. Yeah, it's the night. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm very excited about that. That's a great. That's a I great matchup. I never even thought about that one. So good, so yeah. good, so good, so good. I'm I'm gonna have my sage burning when that shit. Is <laughs> this makes me wish I had that. Uh, was it Badu pussy? Uh, yeah, incident. The, the candle. Yeah. Yeah. Was it an incident or a candle? It was an incident. Come on, man, incident. 
Erykah Badu? Might have been a Kendall. <laughs> well, it's supposedly made out of her, like, burnt pussy underwear. Oh. You got a lot of pussy if you want. <laughs> That's a lot of candles. That's a lot of underwear. You can just, like, load them shit up for a year and make a Where are nice these room. cotton drawers or, or, or satin drawers or silk, silk panties? What are we talking about? Yeah. What do you think, Eric? I, honestly, I didn't think Eric. I didn't Eric think she wore yeah, yeah, to be honest, yeah. So, so this is yeah. surprising. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I don't even know anybody has the candles so or the uh, incense, so I'm uh, curious. I tried to buy that shit. That shit sold out in five minutes. At fifty dollars a clip, which is yeah. very surprising, but yeah. also not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just crazy. Do you want to get into accountability? Specifically, holding your homies accountable, because uh, I guess kind of link it in from where the idea came from. I was thinking the last conversation we had with the garage dad, aka gorilla dad, mm-hmm. as far as like how do we help people be better beings or better humans. Yeah, I feel like one of the ways is men we can kind of contribute to that, at least on our side and men with men interactions is holding each other accountable so like I'm curious like because I know my views on like accountability have um, kind of grown since as I've aged where before I was kind of like you know them niggas are gonna do what they do what right. they do is none of my business how they treat people or things like that to kind of develop more as I feel like it shows a lack of integrity on my part if I don't hold my friends accountable and or they hold me accountable so we can just be better people. Past when, I'm not gonna name any names, when some of my friends have cheated, I didn't say anything about it. I felt like it was necessary to kind of chastise them or ask them why they're doing what they're doing. But as I've gotten older and kind of like talking to some of these guys, realizing why they act and behave certain ways they do, I've seen that it's much deeper than them just like cheating. So cheating, it might be some insecurities, it might be um, them not knowing how to process emotions or speak to people in ways that are productive and honest. So they try to do kind of do these things as a, as a way to be self-destructive. So I'm curious to hear your views on like where you're at as far as accountability with you and the homies. This is an interesting topic for a lot of reasons. I think, number one, you're absolutely right in in saying that a huge part in helping improving the quality of human being on this planet, which I think is a huge goal of the Self-Medicated Podcast, is recognizing, um, you know, we started the conversation last week with, like, concepts, but... To me, even more important than that is the practice, mm-hmm. right? So, like, it's the practicum of, <laughs> of the exam and, like, actually putting these thoughts and these theories and these mindsets into practice. So, when you have, so in terms of holding your homies accountable, you know, that holding your homies accountable and simply holding other men accountable is mm-hmm. two different things, right? True. So, I would say, you know, on, on, on the one hand, as I've gotten older, I don't have people in my circle that don't align with my principles and values mm-hmm. 
uh, at this point in my life, right? <clears throat> Which is one of the reasons, I think we talked about this on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, is like, it's hard for me to make new friends because A, I'm not invested. Yeah. And B, because I don't have a lot of faith in the type of human <laughs> being that you are, right? Okay. It takes a lot to prove that to me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what Malcolm X, what, uh, what was it, Malcolm X who said, nigga, y'all are all snakes. I'm supposed to just let a few snakes in on the hope that they not venomous just because mm. just because like nah uh so that's kind of how i am with people so that is so that's the first step hopefully the folks that i have personally screened to be to the level to rise to the level of my homie right <laughs> have passed a certain bar of expectation of how you act and 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 and, and how you show up in the world so that's number one but what we also know is that like you can't you don't know everything about everybody. True. And so it's people out here acting in ways that you don't have any idea about. I mean, speaking of that, I guess what happened with Rory and his man's uh, Chris, Chris Styles. Styles. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you might you just may not have any idea about it, right? Which is crazy. You think you know somebody, but <clears> they're <throat> doing shit like that. Nah, I was always in the I was always I'm always in the mindset of. Man, this is one of the reasons why I won't go into business mm. with just anybody. Cause nigga, I have to know, <laughs> I have to know that this shit gonna be gravy. You feel me? I don't. I'm not. I'm. I'm not in a financial position where I can take risks on people's personalities. Mm. Right. I don't. I'm not in that position. So anything that I'm affiliated with and lining myself up with at this juncture in my life has to be legit. Has to be merged for by people I trust. Like it. It, it has to be. You know what I'm saying? On a certain level <laughs> of, 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 of up and up. Mm. So all that being said, that's like the gatekeeper level of, of this conversation. So yeah. like you want to try to screen and filter uh, that shit out from the jump as much mm. as possible. But we're all human and so some shit can slide through and, and you may have a homie that's behaving in a way, maybe it's not just how they act normally, yeah. maybe it's something that just comes up, but the, the 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 crux of what I think you're saying is how do you hold somebody that you give a fuck about a homie mm. accountable in a situation where they're fucking up? Yeah, but you're right. The way I phrased that question originally, it is exactly how you just said that. But hearing you speak made me realize that wouldn't it be better to seek out people that might not align with your beliefs in order to like as far as like a societal impact. Talk to those people because if you're just speaking to people you kind of already align with, there's not really much growth that can happen there as far as like uh, 180 shift on things. So like, it's, uh, it's a I forget the quote exactly, but it's a quote from a Stoic philosopher where he said, "It's basically important to have someone in your life that you learn from and someone that you teach." Because you can learn through teaching from what you learn from the person that taught you. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep that perspective. So I have some friends that are like, ain't shit. And I have friends that are working on themselves and friends that are pretty high quality character people. I feel like I've learned from speaking and kind of hanging out with both all those types of individuals, how to develop myself and also how to kind of help them develop themselves as individuals. Cause I have one friend kind of speaking on what we talked about before as far as like his only influence in his life was his mother as far as like raising him mm-hmm. like his father was around but his father was like that's ancient nigga mm-hmm. 
and never really took care of him or uh, tried to be responsible. Or like some of the things he's he did in high school kind of showed me that he was someone that probably needed a little bit more influence as far as like male figures. Not to say that I was going to provide that for him, but just right. on some homie level. Because I remember a specific incident he had with this woman in high school because I'm, I'm a year older than him. So he graduate. I graduated a year before him. And we know we're the same age, but, you know, that's the sort of nigga I tell you. <laughs> so um, he had this girl he liked. And, uh, you know, he was, because niggas in high school don't really know better, he was trying to be her friend as a way to get in and to be, like, be her boyfriend or have sex with her or, mm-hmm. or both. And, um, like, she didn't have those same intentions. Her intentions weren't necessarily pure with him. Because historically speaking, this brother's a bit of a trick. Uh, so, <laughs> coming up. So, like, you know, they were talking, doing their thing, they were hanging out. And I remember him telling, like, yeah, she's bad, I like her. And, like, I really never really cared about high school girls. <laughs> when I was in high school, so I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Especially after I graduated, I was just like older woman at mm-hmm. that age. So, um, you know, they're talking and. She asks him to borrow like some nominal fee now, but back then in high school seemed probably like a lot. She asked him for like eighty dollars or some shit. Yeah. He was like, All right, cool, I got you. He had a job, you know, he was making a decent amount of money in his job. So he was like, Yeah, and he liked her. You probably thought I'd give him some brownie points. Right, right. right. Gave her the gave her the money. Come through. That girl that gave he gave the money to was also friends with another girl he knew. But the girl that took the money didn't know they were friends. So she was talking to the girl. She was like, you know, yeah, I got this nigga. He gave me some money. He don't know that I'm never paying him back. I, I, t- <laughs> I said the nigga's name. Going to bleep that out. Anyways. Does he listen to the pod? This nigga don't even probably not a download a podcast. Okay. I'm still bleep his name out though. <laughs> so uh, he, he he learned that from his homegirl and and he was like he got really mad and like to me the clear and obvious lesson is it's a woman you just gotta take that L and just not fuck with her anymore. You know, but to him he was thinking retribution. I gotta be petty, I gotta do something to her. So this nigga paid someone younger than him to slash her tires at school. So like, since there were cameras, <laughs> and I think he did it at a time where it was a bunch of kids getting out of school, where everybody was getting out of school, going to the student parking lot. Mm-hmm. So he fucked up her tires, because I think he gave her money for a tire or some shit like that. <laughs> so, you know, and he was the type of nigga that like, <laughs> like he, He'll like console you, knowing he caused the problem. <laughs> like, he was like, he was acting like, oh my god, what happened? What the fuck? Did you that's run something over? Toxic trait three oh nine. What would you? What Did somebody get you the whole time, knowing it was him that set the shit up? Right, right, right. And like when I learned of this, I was like, man, that is some whole ass shit to be doing. Like you can't be mad at nobody but yourself, man. Nobody told you to give that girl that money. You know what I'm saying? You got to realize if you give people money, don't expect to get that shit back. And if you are cool with not getting it back, give the money because you'll be able to continue that relationship. Right. So, you know, 
he came to me bragging, like laughing about it. And I had to like check him, like, nah, nigga, that shit is that's some homemade shit, man. Like homemade, not homemade. <laughs> so like, Trademark. I was like, you can't, you can't do shit like that, man. And, like. I think because he didn't have a male figure that kind of taught him the game, like, you know, how to talk to women and not focus on your conversation and yourself instead of just kind of leading with money. He didn't yeah, know yeah, that yeah, you yeah, wasn't yeah, supposed yeah. to make some of those missteps he's made. Yeah, accountability. <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting about that is I feel like, you know, this, this, this has brought up many layers to this conversation because I think there's one is trying to filter the quality of person that you have in your life. Mm. Two is trying to keep those people uh, on the up and up mm. so that they don't make mistakes. But inevitably, as people, we're going to make mistakes. So That's now the next section of this conversation is when your homies make mistakes and fuck up. What do you do about it? And like, how do you hold them accountable? How do you make sure that they understand and learn from their mistakes and become a better person for it as a person who is not their fucking father, right? Like yeah. you don't have no authority over this person. Yeah. It's just your homie. And, you know, very specifically talking about black men, mm. it, <laughs> accountability can be seen as aggressive or confrontational or mm -hmm. problematic in certain ways. And so... True. The purposes of this conversation is how do we do that shit effectively? How do mm. we actually figure out how to like hold our homies accountable for some shit, right? And you know, this is a this is a tough, 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 tough topic because I think the nature of your relationships, especially as men with other men, is all over the place, right? True. Like I got yeah. some homies that I can't tell shit to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Some is, I got some homies who, in their viewpoint, may be my OGs, right? But in life, them niggas is my OG. I'm their OG, you feel me? So like, their perception of giving me advice may be one thing, but yeah. and then the little shit that I contribute may, per may be perceived as one thing, but then them niggas go and act off that, so. Mm. In reality, it's advice, right? It's holding them accountable. And I think that's one of the marks of a leader is figuring out how to give information to the people that you need to follow. Mm -hmm. um, and if as black men specifically and as men in general, we're going to be responsible for elevating the quality of men that we have in this world, then we have to figure out how to tailor our messages to the different type of people that we're going to interact with. Mm. Right. So I have homies to this day where I can sit down and be like, yo, fam, I don't like how you're treating Shorty. Mm. I don't know Shorty. I know mm. you. I know what you're capable of. I know what's realistic for you. I know how you acting right now. And me personally, I don't like that shit. Mm. Right. That's one way that you can approach true, one of the homies. True. I've approached one of the homies like that before. It was some shit, that, some, some Shorty that he was dogging the fuck out mm. and like, at that time in my life, it wasn't so much about dogging a girl out, but it was more so about how you're making us look by how you're treating her. Like people understand that I'm associated with you. Like mm. we, you, you just don't operate on your own, right? Like you got the home. We're a clique, so like if you have a reputation for treating people this in this way, then that reflects on us, and we all know that that's not how we get down, right? right? So now I have to come to you because you're tarnishing our brand. 
right? <laughs> so now I have to approach you with a conversation like, yo, I don't like how you're doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That's one way to hold people accountable. Another way to hold people accountable, especially specifically the homies, is, hey, yo, what's up with you and Shorty? Mm. Like, how you how you feeling about that shit? Mm. Like, you know, I. I see, I, you know, I was here when y'all met, and I understand, like, I see y'all's interactions and shit, but I don't, I don't what's up with y'all? Like, mm-hmm. what, what are y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that may be a way to just get them to dive into that question. Hmm. I also have homies that I have to straight up check. Like, <laughs> hey, yo, nigga, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, fam, you know better than this. Why? I shouldn't have to have this conversation with you. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. There's some homies I got to come to like that. There's other homies that I have to... I have to be so couth with it where I can't even let them know that I think what they're doing is a problem. I got to make them think about some other shit to come around and be like, oh, this is... This bullshit is not serving me in my bigger mission. So, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you have to, if you're going to hold your homies accountable, you have to be skilled in knowing your homies and how Mm. to hold them accountable. Mm. Because we all got different types of personalities and people in our lives. And there's different triggers and ways to get them to activate. And so, but all of that to say is what we really need to do is investigate, uh, investigate, (laughs) invest in learning those skills. Because that's some shit that that's really invaluable because you can be not shit, right? Like you can yeah. have nothing going on in your life, but having some homies, that's awesome shit. And yeah. if you're in a position to be able to at least get them to think and contemplate and, you know what I'm saying, second guess every move that yeah. they make and make sure that it's legit, then that's, that's, that's the skill set that you need to have. And maybe that's yeah. the value add that you bring to your circle of friends. Mm. If you, you know what I'm saying, if you don't got nothing else. But I do think that's really, really important for us to be able to learn those skills and and and, and hold the people closest to us accountable and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. I think that the interactions with women is maybe the easiest place to start holding our homies accountable. That's a fact. That, like honestly, easy. That's the easiest place. But then you know that's a that that's a good place to like kind of trickle down into other areas of, of your homies' lives and to making sure they're on the up and up, man. I think, you know, people that's listening to this podcast, us, like we're at the age now where we don't have time. We 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 legit don't got time to be fucking around, right? Like I need the people on my team that I give a fuck about and, and that are in my life and that I'm investing in mm-hmm. to be on point. Like yo, yo, y'all yeah. gotta y'all just have to be on some shit. And 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 that can look like a bunch of different ways, but I just have to feel like you're moving in a certain direction. And if that's the case and I feel like that and I feel like I want to invest and continue investing in our friendship and our relationship, then nigga, you're going to have to grow. We, we're, we're all going to have to grow. All of, And I expect the same thing out of my friends, mm. right? Like, yeah, I expect the same thing out of my friends. I've had, I've had homies that have like low-key talked me through and coached me through some difficult situations yeah. that I've been in, certain scenarios that I've been in. And without that, I may have made a, a decision that I was comfortable with, but just may have been the wrong decision just based on not having other perspectives to be able to mm. check it against. Mm. So like, you're one example of that, actually. Just mm. as <laughs> when maybe three or four years ago, I was having conversations with you about decisions that I had to make. Mm. And you, know, you didn't necessarily tell me which way to go or what you would have done in this situation, but you asked the right questions to make mm. me think about 
my decision in it, right? And I think that's the type of shit that we have to do with our homies. You don't holding holding your homies accountable ain't necessarily about being the OG. It ain't mm. about you know what I'm saying positioning yourself as if you know better and you know what I'm saying you the Dame Dash or Jay Z or the Click. <laughs> no, that's not what it's about. Holding folks accountable could yeah. simply be about just making somebody think about something yeah. differently. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like adding a perspective to some shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, and it, and it, you know, especially as black men, we cannot. We we you know, I changed my uh, I changed my Instagram bio recently to say <laughs> that it says uh, don't let your experiences be the limit of your expert expertise. Mm. Right. So don't let the shit that you, you are an expert in your experience what you've been through nobody has been through it better you're an expert at that shit nobody can tell you yeah. better than what that is but your worldview shouldn't be limited to that right <laughs> like you gotta have an understanding that yo it's some shit i ain't never been through before true yeah. <laughs> right your expertise yeah. should be able to encompass some shit that you've never been through before mm. that's a lesson that i'm i'm currently learning that's some shit that i actually truly believe in and i think that's relevant to this accountability conversation because you know you maybe having conversations with people that don't know shit about where you're coming from yeah right they may not even know that this is a value that they need to instill inside <laughs> themselves but i don't know man it is what it is I, I think we should all hold our homies accountable i think we should all become well versed in how to hold our homies accountable yeah. and i'll be honest with you man if you if y'all niggas need some extra incentive being able to have difficult conversations is a skill that a lot of women appreciate. Mm. So, like, if I gotta, Straight if I gotta, true. if I gotta appeal to y'all to some other shit other than just being a good person in the world, trust me, man. Women appreciate the ability to have a nuanced conversation and be able to, you know, what I'm saying, break down certain shit and accountability, holding yourself accountability, accountable, mm. holding others accountable is a skill set that will not fail you, right? Like, that's one of the things that's not yeah. going to steer you wrong. True. Um, that's one, this is one of these learned behaviors that's not, that you don't have to unlearn. <laughs> and, and in fact, the faster you learn it, the better it'll probably serve you, man. Very true. Accountability is, is very, very important. I think the big thing about accountability that needs to be said, especially in this conversation directed towards men, is this shit don't feel good. Like, mm. This shit ain't easy. That shit is not. <laughs> it's not peaceful. This ain't no. This ain't a. This ain't a. This ain't a smoke session, nigga. Like this ain't that. It's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be hard. But it, you gotta embrace that, and you gotta be willing to be transformed in that work. Mm. That was my old Twitter bio. <laughs> you gotta be willing. You have to go into a situation willing to become someone different through that process. Mm. And I think as men, mm. a lot of times uh, we are, we're scared of that because we, we've developed practices and just defense mechanisms that serve us well in surviving in this yeah. world as men. Yeah. But like, we got to be willing to unlearn, unlearn some of that shit and learn some new shit that's going to serve us better in our mm. matured states. Period. And that's that on that. <laughs> like, for real. For real, for real. And I know a lot of people are going to, I mean... If our po if our podcast was more popping, we would get a lot of mentions from women saying, "Yo, that's a great mm -hmm. bounce back from last week's conversation." Mm -hmm. um, no, not that toxic, <laughs> right, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you know, because our platform isn't a, 
isn't where it's going to be eventually this may fall on deaf ears but this mm. is a message that i would like to be consistent about mm. and, and 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 make part of the brand of the self-medicated podcast because again the whole goal is to improve the quality of human being on this planet and that means men and women but because we're men and we're straight men we're gonna start with you niggas because we can relate to y'all <laughs> and y'all niggas yeah. be fucking up the most we're the largest yeah. population of exactly yeah. like that's what we're gonna yeah. start with that's exactly where we're gonna start with. That's where we're gonna have the biggest impact. Um, any 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 thoughts to add to that? Ah oh, man. Before we go into Florida, man. <laughs> nah, I feel like we touched on it pretty well. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see if this spurs more conversation um, next week. Hopefully it will. Hopefully it will. Um, I'm also curious to see how women are holding each other accountable. Because I don't know if it happens in the same way we just spoke about it. I'm not sure how that operates because I feel like a lot of times I see women that don't like each other but don't say anything to each other. They're kind of handling things in a passive-aggressive way. And other times I see them be very explicit about how they're communicating with their friends when they're fucking up. So... Kind of curious to hear a woman touch on that. You know, it's a fine line between accountability and enabling. Mm. And, you know, once we get through this man version of this shit, <laughs> I got some questions for women in terms of their perception of the difference between enabling and accountability. Because mm. if you tell your girl, bitch, go ahead and fuck that nigga. You know what I'm saying? I got to, we, we, I, I mean, that situation deserves context and yeah. a whole bunch of other shit. But there's some accountability measures in there. Mm. within that too that I think we can probably dive into more when we have some women in the room because yeah. otherwise it's not going to be right <laughs> let's get into Florida man though this is a good one I'm not going to lie shout out to the Florida man page following us oh yeah shout out to Florida man page shout out to y'all we're going to give y'all a very specific shout out um, <laughs> tag y'all and some shit but shout out to Mountain County Martin Martin County Florida the headline here is Florida man charged with battery after slapping girlfriend with a cheeseburger. Hey, man. We all been there before. No, it's <laughs> um, Let me think. I feel like if I were to slap somebody with food, I feel like a sub sandwich would be, like, the best tool to do that with as far as food. Cause like, like some summer sausage. <laughs> See, that's gonna hurt somebody. I feel like a sub. You just get a whole bunch of shit. Just, just disrespectful. Yeah, <laughs> mayo and lettuce and tomato across your face. Summer sausage you might <laughs> might get somebody concussion. <laughs> so uh, caveat here: domestic violence is never funny, but this shit. According to the affidavit, Buddy Ass woke her up by slapping her with a cheeseburger and then pulled her by the hair down the stairs. Hmm. Now, are we ready to get deeper into the story? I need details. <laughs> ready? Yes. Investigators found no injuries, but did come across remnants of a cheeseburger on mm. her person. Mm. Okay. Uh, she declined medical attention, didn't want him arrested. She only wanted law enforcement to speak with him because, you know, being mm. slapped with a cheeseburger, that definitely requires police intervention. Like, at that point, there's no talking... There's no consultation. There's no therapy for that. Like, bitch, you slapped me with a fucking five guys double joint? Nah. Like, I had the A1 on that bitch. <laughs> you can't. See, we got to have a conversation. I just need to know why he chose a cheeseburger. Like, did they have a conversation where she was like, 
you know, I don't really like Five Guys. I prefer McDonald's, and he realized she has terrible taste, and he took a double cheeseburger and just slapped her with it. Or so like, let's be, let's just be realistic. I wonder what the uh, based on this mug shot, I don't think they could afford Five Guys. So this is probably too. this was probably Burger a McDonald's King, Burger King run. Yeah, Wendy's. It was okay. some dollar menu shit here. There was an extra dollar for a blunt that you were supposed to get, <laughs> but instead you bought an extra burger. Right, and yeah. so when we got to the crib, I ain't had no wraps, <laughs> and so I had to slap you with the burger, the extra burger. That is the most confusing thing to be waking <laughs> with. Wake somebody up with a cheeseburger. Yeah, <laughs> like cold water. Something a text. Something like something. in the face. Something. I don't know. Some white boy. Shit. <laughs> what Joseph used to do? Put like shaving cream on your hand and then tickle your face, tickle your nose. Like <laughs> smack yourself and some shit. Oh, put two face in your hair. Something. Yeah. Something juvenile. Regular juvenile. <laughs> but goddamn, slap it with a cheeseburger. But that's a mug shot, though, right? So that did was, he go to jail? Yeah, got arrested. Huh? Yeah, he was charged with battery and taken to the jail. Wow. What you in for? Yeah. Hit my girl with a cheeseburger. What? <laughs> I didn't even really hit her with it. I threw it. it I threw it. It wasn't in my hand when it made contact <laughs> with it. Fuck. That's fucked. <laughs> if you're his lawyer, you're like, what the fuck? Kind of <laughs> yeah, what's your defense to that? Your Honor, he didn't really slap me. She was, she was desperately hungry. He just aggressively provided her with it. Like, you can't even prove he threw it, to be honest. There were no injuries. Mm-mm. You just but there were remnants of a cheeseburger. I'm like, she was hungry. She was mad that I didn't share. Look, so I woke her up with it. some food. And, you know, she was having a nightmare. So I startled her a little bit. And the burger flew everywhere. That's how, <laughs> that, that explains it. Oh, man. I feel oh, like shit. it's something to the cheat. Like, just to do a cheeseburger specifically, it's something to it that I need to know about. There's some history behind it. Yeah, it's like, they you met at a burger joint. Yeah, they met at a burger joint. Or she 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 bought her oh. new nigga a burger. That's what it was. She bought her new nigga. She, he found the cash app. She was fucking a nigga to work. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. She <laughs> found He found the cash app where Shorty yeah. bought Buddy ass a burger. Mm. Or... Or 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 her ex work at McDonald's and she'd be getting extra food on the low. Mm. Come on, man, y'all not y'all not slick. And guess what? The rib sandwiches come back on Tuesday. Guess who ain't getting one? I don't eat pork anyway. You damn right you don't eat pork, cause I ain't giving you none. I ain't giving you no hamburgers, no apple pies. I ain't giving you shit. Yeah, man, y'all not <laughs> slick, bro. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh shit. All right, that was a hell of an end to this podcast. <laughs> Where we at? Yeah, this is a good length. Um, once again, this has been your uh, self-medicated podcast, man. We have some new shit coming up. We, we're about to revamp the podcast early. You know what I'm saying? About to get into a, a little routine. Just get ready for more content that we've been promising y'all for, what, 15 episodes now? <laughs> uh, but it's coming. I promise you. I promise you. Make sure you follow us. Uh, the Self-Med Pod, Self-Medicated Podcast on all DSPs, everything. I haven't said this in a while, but everything except for title, until we on title. <laughs> you know, follow us. I think we should, I mean, we eventually we gotta start doing some more, some different type of engagement shit. Mm. I saw one of the podcasts, shout out to all of the podcasts, um, specifically in Houston, but all of the podcasts that's out and about 
Uh, but I've just been learning a little shit from different podcasts about how they operate and shit and mm-hmm. things that we can incorporate. And, and I've heard some listeners request that they know more about the hosts of this mm-hmm. podcast. So we may do a little about me section. We not hot at. <laughs> we not hot at. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, but niggas, motherfuckers want to know more about us. Mm. And I think that's going to add some uh, context and perspective to our takes. Because oh, it's gonna add something. Go ahead, ask it. Hmm? Oh no, I'm, I was saying it's gonna add something. I have no question. So <laughs> uh, there it is, man. This is your self-medicated podcast for May the Fourth, May the Fourth, May the Fourth, <laughs> May the Fourth. Um, I am your host, The Wayfair, aka Trialim, aka Young Quinn Quarantino. I need to come up with another aka for me. Yeah. Uh, Cause once this quarantine is over, you're gonna definitely have to switch it. No, I can still be quarantine quarantino with your bitch, nigga. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where. <laughs> I, I, I can still quarantine with your hoe. Don't get it twisted, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and then as always, here with the captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, young fox hunter. Um, yeah, make sure you follow us. Uh, all things self medicated podcast. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, if you fucking feel like it. Yeah, we out. Self-medicated podcast. Let's go. Pony ass nigga. Yo, Calvin, it's the thin line between fries and shakes. Okay, part two, part two. The leanest burger in the world could be the meanest burger in the world if you cook it that way. I need to stop smoking this shit here.